captain. We were on the road with the Rough Riders. Joe Womack was our strength coach, and he was rooming with Ron Este. I'm coming down the elevator with Joe Womack, and he is man, he is so mad. And I'm like, what's wrong, Joe? And he goes, you wouldn't believe what Este did. He's in his underwear, and he emptied the minibar. Smarties and the Kit Kats thinking it's free, thinking it was a gift basket. And Joe looks at me, it ain't fun. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Mm, that wasn't funny, but this is. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans in the United States of America. Welcome to the RP Show. It's episode number 812 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. And all our rowdy friends are coming over today. One of my best friends is here. We all need friends that are going to tell you when your flies down or when you're bleeding <laughs> on camera on national television. And this guy, Derek Duke Myers, is with us. I don't know what would be on your business card. It's changed. Yeah, it has over the years. Pull that mic right up. It has. You okay, I get right work. in here. Well, hey, uh, I, I got to project a little better. There you go. Uh, you know what? On my business card was aspiring to be on show 812 of the Rod Peterson Show because that means my tenure here has spanned, I think, Since 810 the, shows because I think it was on show two. One? I think it was on show two or it. show three. So, I love it. Uh, yeah, it's a big, big He's tenure. a career broadcaster and then got smart. <laughs> and got into politics, uh, and he's now a member of the that? Legislative Assembly for Walsh Acres, representing the SAS party. But he, again, career broadcaster, and for you Albertans, you either interned or worked for the Otters, you covered the Otters, I worked, Sportsnet. Yeah, when I was in went school, to Nate. and Nate, I worked for Sportsnet, and then I kind of freelanced, so I was doing all the Oiler broadcasts, and then did some CBC and, uh, and others. Back in the 2006 Cup run, it was... That would have been fun. What, what a time to be in Edmonton, I'll tell you that, yeah. Yes, so look. <laughs> <laughs> One, I hacked the hell out of myself in the steam room at Evolution Fitness this morning. I'm bleeding all over the place. Just hit puberty first Let time shaving? There. <laughs> yeah. So Derek's been telling me, you got to wipe. So thank. Continue to tell me, please. And then the world's fastest grounds crew on the other side of this wall left one of their cameras at Buffalo Days. Buffalo Days. Sorry, guys, to say that. So that's why we're going back and forth here. And I said to Jordan... I'm going to be bleeding a lot, so put the camera on Derek as much as possible. And there's a bit of a story behind that. Was Buffalo Days always on the uh, marked on the calendar in Milestone? Of course. Saved up for it. Yeah. Saved up for it all year. It's the fair, folks. The fair is in town here in the sweatpants capital. I feel like we're like a traveling circus. I followed the Calgary Stampede. Now here, when's Klondike Days in Edmonton? Because we're going to be going up there. You could be a carny. You could be one of those guys calling you over. Hey, 20 bucks, get in here. You want to go faster? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I could be a carny. So when I say all our rowdy friends, career broadcaster here, turned politician, lifelong, almost lifelong friend. Yeah, we've been think, together a long time. A long time. And uh, the Hall of Fame president of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Jim Hobson's going to be here in hour two. El Presidente! To talk up all kinds of things. I would like to talk about some of the awards he's won. Most notably, the Gridiron Greats Hall of Fame induction. Mike Ditka's Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, you saw that, eh? Hoppy I feel was like down the, in Chicago. I feel like the warm-up act here because I don't, I don't have anything compared to Hoppy. Well, <clears throat> we're going to get into the sports talk. Tell your friends. Start spreading the news. We're live streaming on YouTube right now, but we're also live on Game Plus Television. The comments are coming in. I'll get to those in a moment. But those are the guests. And uh, please, Director Jordan, can you hit the quick six show horn, please? <laughs> and we'll get down to business. It actually rolls into our poll question today, which we'll get into in a moment. My point one 
is that the National Football League preseason kicks off tonight in Canton, Ohio with a Hall of Fame game. It is Jacksonville versus the Raiders. And if you're a sucker, because I was looking up the CFL odds for our later segment, Deal or No Deal, which I might play with you. Okay. I don't know what you, every week we do this, we do the betting odds. I love to be in the action. Yes. So it is, as I was looking at the CFL betting odds for week nine, it came up this NFL game tonight, this preseason game. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Henry Burris and the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are favored by 2.5 points. I'll just say, if you're betting on NFL preseason games, you either got a problem or you're a sucker. Would you bet on a preseason? I I think you have a problem or you have a problem. That's because that's going to be especially week one, the Hall of Fame game. Like, who's playing? I I mean, this is – these are – these are – also Rans. These are training camp bodies. Like just if you got a pulse, you're gonna get out there, I think, at some point, aren't you? Yeah. How do you bet on I you don't. Win? You don't. You may as well just blindfold yourself and throw left-handed darts. Right. Are you taking the bet? Raiders by two point five in Canton, Ohio. Tonight. Well, I would take the Raiders though. If we if we are going to gamble, I would take the Raiders over Jacksonville. Um, here is a Canadian comment. They're commenting on your shirt, Devin Pacalo oh. from BC. Yeah. Holy shirt, he says. Colin O'Brien's. Did you? Sh- well, I was going to say, it looks like my mom's old Chesterfield. Like you shot it and skinned nah, it. Nah, man. This is Colin O'Brien's. This is uh, casual wear. It's going to be 30 degrees here in Saskatchewan yeah. today. So I'm roll just up teasing the you. Cra- crack a smile, man. Man, I just, hey, promoting my guys. You always dress well. This man's always dressed well. Uh, but I think I've graduated into that realm where I fall. I'm not cheering for teams per se as people. I want Henry Burris and the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> to do well. And what do you think Henry Burris will do for young Trevor Lawrence, who's now a sophomore? There, he outlived Urban Meyer's ten, oh, uh, tenure as head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He probably aged about five years in about six months. There, uh, you know what Hank brings. We all know what Hank brings. He brings that positive attitude you know mm-hmm. no matter what um and it brings that experience you know what one thing that hank was really good at especially when he was playing the riders was throwing interceptions <laughs> but he always did seem to have the ability to bounce back uh throughout his career and stay positive you, i remember you know any interview you did with the guy was positive and i think he could have a nice calming influence on a young guy that has had success at every single level like you think of some of these first round draft picks at high school stud goes to class Clemson, uh, stud. And you come in and you're in a situation with Jacksonville and especially with Urban Meyer, uh, you know, that maybe is a little difficult. That's hard to deal with when your whole life has been pretty easy when it comes to the football field. So dealing with adversity and keeping a positive attitude, I think those are, you know, the things that Henry could really have, uh, you know, a calming influence on a guy like Trevor Lawrence. Nuts and bolts. It's not just between Trevor Lawrence knows how to throw a football. I mean, that's, that's not what uh, Hank needs to teach him. There's no question that kid knows how to sling it. It's, it's the mindset and the positive attitude and then the bounce-back mentality. Two things. They want to know your shirt brand. Greg Z watching oh, on YouTube says, can we get a link for the shirt brand? He goes, I got a wedding to go to in October. Do you know the brand of the I, shirt? I don't know the brand, but the link is Colin O'Brien's. Like, uh, Colin O'Brien's on Hamilton Street right here in Regina. That's... Uh, that is, uh, I would say, downtown my Hamilton Street sponsor. Yes, <laughs> as it were. Um, yeah. So continue with the comments. I'm, I'm good for it. The second thing is that a lot of the guys that come in that are filling in for Moose here in the warm-up are saying things they, like they want to know what the quick six topics are. You never even cared. Like you just oh, roll no. with it. Well, just let her rip. Okay. So that's point one, Raiders. And Jaguars tonight. I'll take the bet, by the way. I think the Raiders will win. Uh, new head coach. 
Mind you, so do the Jags. These are two bad teams. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is this. What will you be watching tonight? NFL, CFL, MLB, or other? Because the Blue Jays are at many tonight, and you can only pick one. Don't be that person that says all. You can say none if you want, but you can only pick one. You lose your remote control, and you're too lazy to get up off the couch. What's the one um, thing you're settling your channel on? You know what? I, I think I probably will watch a little CFL tonight. I, I really got the bug after watching uh, Winnipeg-Calgary the other day. That's Good. what the CFL is supposed to look like, a game like that. So I have that, um, I guess it's not a hangover, but that taste was left in my mouth after watching that game. I didn't catch any really of the, I think it was Ottawa-Toronto um, the next Sunny, day. Yeah. yeah, but but the Winnipeg-Calgary game got me a little amped up. It was finally what I expected to see out of out of CFL games, and it's been it's been frankly a, a little while to see a game of that caliber and that excitement packaged so, together. I'm no dummy. I read the game notes, a state holiday in express, <laughs> and so that game had seven lead changes in it, and no team led by more than seven points. It was outstanding. seven lead changes. Yeah, that was that was outstanding. Not only that, it was played at a high level. It was played at a high level, and it was coached at a high level. Uh, Any time that you barely hear Willie Jefferson's name mentioned, that means you are coaching properly for scheme against. You know, the best player probably in the CFL when it really comes down to it, a guy that can have a massive impact on a game. And Calgary and, and Mark Mueller and, those, and Dave Dickinson and those guys neutralized him. On the other side of the ball, um, I've never been a huge Zach Caleros guy, but I mean, how can you not spe- be speaking of shutting a guy's mouth? He shut my mouth that day. Mine I mean, too. It, it was it was just played and schemed at such a great level uh, on all sides of the ball and, and by both teams that it was it, it was it was captivating television to watch. Ted in Red Deer's watching. He says, hey, I missed the first two shows this week. Binge watched the shows last night. Great shows. And yes, producer Clark, I hit the like button. Yeah, for those watching on YouTube, hit like if you don't mind. We're back in the bunker, I should mention, where this show started 812 shows ago. And it sort of has a bit of a retro feeling. This Seahawks helmet was there from day one, remember? Johnny Ryan. Yeah, and the Pats dropped off a hat yesterday. I almost am too afraid to wear it. I don't want to get it dirty. God's team. The Regina Pats. Point two, the NFL is seeking an indefinite suspension of at least one year plus a fine in appealing a disciplinary officer's decision to suspend Cleveland quarterback Deshaun Watson for six games. Uh, The person, the source, said Watson would be required to undergo treatment before he could be reinstated. The NFL's appeal gives Commissioner Roger Goodell or someone he designates authority to impose a stiffer penalty. Former federal judge Sue Robinson issued her ruling of a six-game suspension for Watson on Monday after the quarterback was accused by two dozen women in Texas of sexual misconduct during massage treatments while he played for the Houston Texans. In her 16-page report, Robinson described Watson's behavior as, quote, more egregious than any before reviewed by the NFL. But her punishment fell well short of what we all expected, which was an indefinite suspension of at least a year. That's what the NFL wanted. She handed down six games. So the NFL on Wednesday exercised its right to appeal because they want him suspended longer. And let me just say this. The Players Union has until the end of business Friday to respond in writing. The union could challenge the appeal ruling in federal court, setting the stage for a prolonged fight. Again, I'm not stupid. I watch Sports Center too. 
and I saw Adam Schefter on there. You see what he said about this? Uh, not recently. I saw the day it came out. He was yeah. Well, Schefter said this is going to be a very long, prolonged legal yeah. fight. And what's different here is that Deshaun Watson's not going to play. A lot of times they allow the guy to play while the appeal's being heard. Uh, um, I'll take this. You need to wipe. Okay. You need to, you need to wipe. Um, <laughs> wow. It, it is interesting how, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to go against what a judge had to say, but, you know, she, she basically said she based off precedent. Well, if you're suspending players in recent history for a year uh, for smoking weed, but you have 24 women coming forward with allegations of sexual misconduct and the guy gets six games... That, that dog doesn't hunt for me. Uh, what also doesn't hunt is the way his contract is structured so that basically no matter what time Deshaun Watson misses this year, he's really not going to be out much money because they, they basically signed him to a deal assuming he was going to miss this year, and, and, they're, and they're not dumb, and the NFL's not dumb. They want to hit him in the pocketbook as well. So for the NFL, they want to prolong this so that it goes into next year so it does actually hit him in the pocketbook more than a couple hundred grand. Uh, Watson doesn't want that. It, it's, it's a mess, and unfortunately, probably what's getting lost here is that there's 24 women out there, um, you know, with some pretty strong allegations that they were they were mistreated, and, and it's um, you know that that should be the focus, yeah. but quite often is the case. You so know, it's, it's not, not an open and shut case. No. And uh, John Ohm in Winnipeg, John Ohm watching says six games is a joke. Yeah, come on NFL. It's not the NFL. The NFL wants him suspended longer, was an independent arbiter, for lack of a better term. I'm moving on. The poll results so far are interesting for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center with dealerships across the prairies. What are you going to be watching tonight? Do you want to take a stab at what's winning by a whopping margin? Oh, I hope it's not the Hall of Fame game. It's the Canadian Football okay, good, League. Good, I, and I'm happy to hear that. Winnipeg at Montreal, 62% of respondents say they're going to be watching the CFL tonight. 26% say MLB, and 12% say NFL. Didn't the uh, Montreal owner, it's not quite guaranteed win night, but he kind of, he likes to fire from the hip, that guy, a little bit. Gary Stern is awesome, yeah. and he's the, t- he's the topic of my commentary this morning which runs on Saskatchewan Radio. I said, Gary Stern is like cheese whiz. He's got personality. <laughs> Remember those old commercials? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. need more Gary Stearns. Uh, his alouettes are home. To- are we jumping ahead here to point four and skip point three? We can, Derek, if you want. Oh, no, no. Um, well, no, I just we have to mention. The 163rd running of the Queen's Plate is taking place Sunday, August 21st. A day full of the best Canadian thoroughbred racing, plus great fashion, amazing food, and loads of fun. Get your tickets today at woodbine.com or play along with Woodbine's Dark Horse Bets app available for Android and Apple devices. It's very easy to use. For me, almost too easy to use. Let me um, sneak this in. Actually, we'll devote. This is what we normally do. Talk about everything else, and then we devote a lot of segment two to the CFL because it is summer in Canada. So I want to throw this in here. Canada's men's under-18 team closed out preliminary play undefeated after a 3-0 victory over Sweden last night, Wednesday night at the Hilenka Gretzky Cup in Red Deer. Caleb Ritchie and Braden Yager each recorded one goal and one assist while Zach Benson added a score of his own. A score of a his score own. A score of his own. Is that from CP or what? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I should proofread this. Scott Ratzloff made 18 saves in the win. Am I bleeding again? Oh, yeah. 
Finland, which finished second in Group B, awaits Canada in the semifinals on Friday. The gold and bronze medal games will take place Saturday. Watch the NHL stars of tomorrow in best-on-best best action at the 2022 and Lincoln Gretzky Cup in Red Deer. It's on now. He just said the playoffs are this weekend. Purchase your tickets today at HockeyCanada.ca. We are really just three points through the quick six. When we come back, a lot of CFL talk. Plus, Blue Jays won. Soto made his Padres debut Wednesday night. We got lots to get to today. Jim Hobson on the way as well. You're watching the RP Show live on the Game Plus TV network. We're live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Some of our best oldest friends showing up on the RP Show today. It's not a reunion show, but it feels like it. How you doing, uh, Moose? Derek. (laughs) I always get you and him. It's Darren, Derek. It's because I'm not wearing socks. Confused. Very quick-witted, this guy, too. Confused, yeah, yeah. A uh, politician, former broadcaster. Well, you're always a broadcaster, I guess, eh? Uh, you know what? My love of sports has not diminished. That yeah, is no that. question. Last night, we took in the soccer game over at, uh, over at Mosaic there. I, mean, I knew was, you'd be there because you're a soccer oh, guy. Oh, man, it was great. It was really great. And great to see a great crowd also. What it was, was really the crowd? Ah, oh, boy, it had to have been like seven, eight, nine thousand somewhere in there. Whoa. Like, yeah, it was, it was good, and it was families, and uh, it was a melting pot. Toronto of FC's junior program. Toronto FC's under twenty three versus yeah. Sunderland's under twenty three. And fun fact: the under twenty three group, when it comes to men's soccer, is is generally what goes to the Olympics. Um, so that's kind that's of the pretty age cool. group. Yeah. Whereas the women's is the women's teams, but uh, men's it's usually the U twenty three. I don't know, uh, Duke, if you have a rant in you or not, but Rod's rant is for Bronco Plumbing. Heating and cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. There's probably a rant coming up. This guy's got some real good ones. I just don't know if he's got one in him today. Point four was CFL. Uh, point, and we'll come back to that. Point five, the Blue Jays settled for a split of their two-game series with the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, they fell 3-2 to the Rays in St. Petersburg on Wednesday. Ryan Thompson got the win after pitching two hitless innings. Juan Soto was shown plenty of love in his first game of the Padres, but it was Brandon Drury's grand slam on the first pitch he saw, leading San Diego to a 9-1 win over the Colorado Rockies. And point six, the Edmonton Oilers have agreed to terms on a two-year, $6.2 million contract extension with forward Cotter Yamamoto! The 23-year-old recorded <laughs> career highs of 20 goals, 21 assists, and 41 points in 81 games last season. <sighs> so now we're back onto the CFL thing because it is summertime, and it's Winnipeg at Montreal tonight. The Bombers are favored by five at betregal.ca. Are you taking the bet? Uh, where are they? In Montreal. Oh, no. Nope. I, no. I, I will never get again. I will never bet against the city of Montreal, not the team, <laughs> not the team of Montreal. Yes. But I will. St. Catherine Street is. Um, I don't want to say it's undefeated, but uh, took she, down the Riders. She's a she's a difficult spot. So I'll take the Bombers to win, but uh, I don't know. That Less I'm than gonna, five I don't, Yeah, I don't know that I'm gonna. I don't know. That I'm gonna lay the points. I just got to sprinkle in some viewer comments here. 
Todd Pinkney watching. He says, the opening quick six topics have been sponsored by Scotty's Premium Facial Tissue. <laughs> Randy, yes. Randy in the peg says, it's a sports talk show, Rod. Don't worry about the blood. It's part of sports. LOL. Cut myself shaving and I'm bleeding like a stuck pig. And well, Ryan, our technical producer, has been helping me out with that. But I'm still bleeding. And it went almost unnoticed, but uh, uh, let them know you're there. Uh, I, I got <laughs> it. all over them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jason in Red Deer says, it's so weird. The Gretzky Helenka Cup is in my city, but you'd never know it. No advertising, no news, nothing. Well, that's what you got us here for. Jason, buy your tickets and get down there. That's what we're here for, is to bring light to these sporting events that are not NHL, NFL, MLB. You get it. So back to the CFL thing. Gary Stern. It was all over Sports Center. Again, you said you didn't see it last night. But it was like the, it was a story on Gary Stern, the owner of the Alouettes, and how he's all over Twitter, right? Guaranteed a win tonight. And I think it's great. Um, he's not going to win a lot. And I, I think he got swindled. I think he got swindled by firing Kahari Jones. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that firing. Uh, now, personal bias comes into this one. I, I've never, dating back to any time, thought that Danny Machocha was the be-all, end-all. Uh, I, just, I just haven't seen it. Um, yeah, I know he won a, a great cup in 05, but, you know, he just, just, I just don't buy into it. And I think that was the plan all along. I think many of us thought that was the plan all along in Machocha's mind. Um, I, I, you know, what, what was the spread? They, I mean, I know they were like, oh, and four, but by like a combined, like handful of points, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, they had it, one win. One win against the riders, but you know, the, their losses were close. Everything seemed close. And then when you start talking about, discipline problems well i mean they had oh, 150 yards of penalties uh, you know as soon as machocha comes in there like it just i never bought it um obviously people have a ton of respect for kahari jones because he got snapped up absolutely like the next day um yeah i i just honestly don't don't get it i i'm with you on that one i think he did get uh, sold a bill of goods by by machocha and crew so you know, it's it is going to be some tough plowing this year for the Alouettes. It already uh, is. It, it, it is, but I I just don't. They're pushing a rope uphill right now. We're I, talking I don't think that's about it because it's game day in Montreal. I think we have some bloodthirsty tech people over here. They keep putting the camera on me as I'm <laughs> wiping blood off my face. Um, Donna Berger says she writes in. She says, "Wet a little tissue, stick it to it. It works all the time." LOL. Unless it's a deep cut. It was a very deep cut. More than you would think with a razor blade shaving. So uh, anyways, thank you, Don. I try. You want me to sit here with it with, on my face? I don't think you want that. Anyways, to the Blue Bombers, this is also in my commentary today. They've won the last two Grey Cups, as you know. Mm -hmm. This might be their best team. They are, they are destroying teams, particularly in the first quarter. I think it's a plus 28-point differential, four and against points. Like Their first quarter, they're coming out, and they're stepping on throats in the first quarter, ending games, yeah. aside from last week, which went down to the uh, last I, I mean, I, I think it's the best version of Zach Caleros with Winnipeg that, that I've seen, especially recently. Um, the offense really, like, I mean, we knew how great this defense was. And, and I would have argued in the last two years that any quarterback could have won a great cup with that defense. You know, you're talking not, not the 86 Bears, uh, the, the Ravens, but in CFL terms, that was a really unbelievable Jackson Jeffcoat, Willie Jefferson, Adam Big Hill. I mean, that was an amazing defense that I could argue won them the last two great cups. This year, 
that offense looks like they're contributing every bit as well. And, and I go back to this Calgary game. Well, Levi Mitchell was on point. I mean, he was throwing darts everywhere. They're gashing for runs, you know, six, seven, eight yards on first down. And it was the Winnipeg offense that continued to respond and continued to respond and eventually took over and put them up. So I would, I would go along with the fact that this, this could be the best of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers over the last three years because the offense seems to be catching up to where an amazing defense is. And the defense doesn't seem to be dropping off and that much. And it's scary for the rest of the Canadian Football League. Oh, do you, Labor do Day. you want to amend your <laughs> prediction? Less than 5.5? Uh, just, again, it's, it's Montreal. Like, um, yeah, see, see, <laughs> just saying, man, St. Catherine Street is... Um, undefeated. Well, Almost undefeated. It, it's down the rabbit hole. Um... Checking the text line at 902-518-3033, where you can always uh, reach us if you are watching on Game Plus television. Devin in Burns Lake, BC says, good morning. Three or four downs, great day for football. Blue and gold going for 9-0. and Have a good one. Yes, absolutely. Dougal Cameron. Oh, hang on. Wilf in Steinbeck, Manitoba watching. He says, hi, Rod. The Riders will peak in the second half of the season. The injuries and suspensions will be over. Go Riders, says Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba. Well, let's talk about the green and white. Why not? It's all I've heard for days since being here in the sweatpants capital. They've lost three in a row. Rome is burning. John Lynch says, everybody's pissed off. Oh, Regina's a mess. That's from John Frenzy. You love that guy, eh? Oh, man. He's, he's just a walking quote machine. So do they pull themselves? We'll get to you, Jenna, in Southern California. Jenna, she's the biggest Red Blacks fan in America, maybe in, on the continent. We'll talk about the Red Blacks in a minute. But the Riders, can they pull themselves out of this? You know what? The Riders right now uh, are not a very good football team. They're just not. Oh, boy, you're really leaking. They're just not a good football team. Now, part of that is injuries. Part of that was COVID. Um, I I do think part of it is they need to do some really, really heavy self-scouting during this uh, bye week. Um, The defense, uh, no, I mean, they can only do so much. I mean, they hang in there, and they hang in there. And you look at the last game, and and I was there, and I've actually gone to two Ryder games in a row, Rod. I've seen the photos. Uh, Congratulations. That's that's like a record for me since uh, broadcasting days. But but you look at how they've come out to a lead in both of those games and and have played pretty well, and at halftime, things are there. But eventually, the defense can only hold on for so long. You can only be on the field for so many minutes uh, before you start to get tired, before you start to make mental errors, before you start to make physical errors, and they eventually have lost both those games. So no complaints with the defense. They, they are playing pretty well despite, you know, they're missing a few guys. Uh, Charleston Hughes, I don't know, I need the map to the Fountain of Youth that that guy seems to have found, but mm-hmm. again, burning around the corners. The <laughs> offense has got to improve, and they need to self-scout, and that goes right from Jason Moss through Cody Fajardo to the offensive line to the receivers. I mean, uh, you know, Catchable balls going down. Are they perfectly throwing passes? No, they're behind the guys. Um, why are these passes behind? Like, everything with it. The riders really need to take a hard look this week on what's working on offense and how they can build off that. Is all lost for the season? No. But when you watch the last couple of weeks, there is no question. There is Winnipeg. There is Calgary. There's BC. And then there's the others. 
And uh, can they get back to that level? Um, I, I don't know if they could get to a Calgary-Winnipeg level. I think they could get to a BC level of play. Uh, but they're staring up pretty hard right now at the standings. See, they were just waiting for the commentary uh, on the riders. From you, from me, from themselves. Don, our Navy f- uh, friend, writes in. He says, the riders always abandon the run far too early. From Peter... In the Queen City, good morning, Rob. When your head coach doesn't realize that your running back who's leading the league in rushing has only two touches in the second half, as a head coach, you've got to be better than that, Dickie. Signed, Pistol Pete, who goes on to say, Rod, I mean. (laughs) Where are you on this play-calling thing? I've just decided to put this on my face. Again, I know there's, there's struggles with the offensive line, and there's guys been shifting all around. Dan Clark, who uh, you know is, is one of the best centers in the league, especially when it comes to calling pass protection, run protection. He calls that all out. I mean, they've been kind of flipped on their head there. They weren't good last year either, let, let's be honest. But you have to take a look at what... Again, that's what I'm saying. During this bye week, they should be self-scouting more than they should be scouting other teams. They need to figure out what they are doing wrong and what they can be doing better going forward. There's, you know, you're up to a 17-4 to lead, and yes, granted, some of that is because the defense has put you in a good spot, but you need to continue to capitalize on those things. Now, again, yeah, Morrow has been... I think, a pretty good running back. He's right up there with the league leaders when mm-hmm. it comes to average yards per rush. And I mean, he's been electric. You, you got to continue to figure out ways to get your players the ball in better situations. And they just haven't been able to figure that out, and especially in the second halves of games recently. Jordan Ewart in the chat says, I didn't even know the CFL was on tonight. Poor marketing from the CFL all year, plus Thursday games are meh. For the CFL, people want to go to a game on Friday slash Saturday night. Maybe. Any, yeah. I, I, honestly, as a TV viewer, um, by the time Thursday comes around, I actually watch the Thursday night games. Because we're home. Well, there's been a kind of a blank spot, too. Like, it, it's not the NFL season, so there's no Monday night football. Uh, I've actually found myself watching a little more baseball this year, especially the Jays, uh, just to fill some some gaps in the schedule watch for sports. Watch a lot of Blue Jays, yes. Yeah. So I, I don't mind the Thursday night games because I'm like, ooh, Finally, there's something on I can watch. Um, I, I can only watch Seinfeld reruns so much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Those lines keep coming up in my, oh my head gosh. all the time. Um, we shall take a break here. I can t- Well, Dan in Winnipeg says, can Winnipeg go all season without a loss? The odds would say no. The odds would say no, but if you watch, I mean, that's as stiff a competition as I've seen in a long time from Calgary last weekend. And they pulled it out on the road. Would you bet against it? That that is if a, there was ever a team, boy, <laughs> this would be the team. That's a poll question or a betting what, an odds number. Can they run the table? I would put a, a bet down on that they won't. Um, no, there's only one team that has, and that was a 12 and 0 season. The Calgary Stampeders in 1948. <laughs> John Lynch. That was the first season he remembers covering the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And the Stampeders went 12-0 and and won the Grey Cup. No one's ever gone 18-0, and so why would you think that somebody will now? Although, if anybody's going to do it, it could be these Blue Bombers. When we come back, a sports update and more with the Duke, more of you, which is what we all want. Jim Hopson coming up in Hour 2, the Hall of Fame president of the Rough Riders. You are watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. 
Have you subscribed to The Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of uh, more with the Duke, a sports update and breaking news. You love the bell, eh? It gets me every time. I, uh, on this, it wakes you up. Breaking news on this Thursday, and I'm holding this on my face because I'm bleeding. Don't judge me. U.S. basketball star Brittany Griner was convicted today, Thursday, in Russia of drug possession and sentenced to nine years in prison following a politically charged trial that came amid soaring tensions between Moscow and Washington over Ukraine and could lead to a high-stakes prisoner exchange between the two world powers. Nine years in jail for Brittany Griner today. I'm not touching it. Wow. Any thoughts from you? Oh, this is, it's just, it's political posturing. And this is out of our pay grade. I'll put it that way. Yeah, not comfortable talking about it. Saskatchewan Rush general manager Derek Keenan announced that associate head coach and former offensive coach and player Jimmy Quinlan has been named head coach and associate general manager. Quinlan, who served as team captain from 2011 to 2013, is the only player in Rush franchise history to have his number retired. And the National Lacrosse League has named Brett Frude as commissioner. Frude joins the NLL from Stuart Haas Racing, where he served as president of the NASCAR team since its inception in 2008. Wow. Uh, This sports update for Edo Japan. Ring the bell for that one. Edo Japan's fast and friendly service plus online ordering options is easy and convenient when you're on the go. Hell yes. Yeah, buddy. Listen, I'm dying to ask you this. Yeah. Because these are the discussions you and I have just over coffee. Can any league not named NHL, NFL, MLB, what's the other one, NBA, thrive? Like the NLL, the tenants, well, here is down. CEBL struggling. I think their playoffs begin tonight in the CEBL. Yeah. Junior hockey. You see the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer in sports, um, especially in this country. Thrive in, you want to say like North America? Canada. Canada, uh, I think so. Uh, I think F1 racing has seen a massive increase um, in the last couple of years in North America and and in Canada when it comes to numbers. Um, so that has gotten much much bigger. I, I think it. I think it will come around. I, what I th- we're seeing a shift. Every game is accessible. You know, you now see, um, you know, you can watch your kids' Bantam AA game sure. from the Cooperator Center on a live stream. Uh, you know, I know Dane, he, he, was, he was playing basketball. Well, I could watch it on YouTube, uh, you know, if I wanted to. No commentary or anything like that. So it, it's not the same to go to the ballpark. You know, it, you can watch every game at home. You can have a burger. You can have a cheap beer, sit on your couch, go to your bath, whatever. I think that the entertainment package has has shifted and has to be that more dynamic that more behind the scenes more for your dollar at the live event now the nfl you got to take that out of the picture that's just it's a it's its whole own entity but when you look at some of the sports like you mentioned when it whether it's an mlb or whether it's an nhl or a junior hockey there, there has to be more you know like like when you look at the like the Regina Pats, for instance, or, or our friends here at IKS, the scoreboards that are going in it's expensive. for more of a production value because it has to be more these days because the accessibility to just watch the game, it's there. It's at your fingertips. Um, you know, back in the day, for me to know what was going on with the Ryder games, I either had to go 
or the next day at noon, watch Dale Isaac give me the highlights. Um, I couldn't have it at my fingertips. I couldn't have, you know, watching the game and have uh, live tweets going on on how Brooke Henderson's doing at a golf tournament and all that. I can consume so much from my couch that it's, it's different to get bums in seats these days. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges that, that leagues and franchises are facing is how do we get people into the stadium. So, but you're saying it's not a losing battle. Dude. I don't think it is at all yeah. because I, and maybe I'm, maybe this is nostalgia. Maybe I'm biased. Uh, and the riders had the, it, it's better in the seats. I mean, it's just, it, there's nothing like a game. There's nothing like going like, again, I'll go back to my most recent experience, going to the game last night, getting a foot long hot dog with your six year old. What'd you pay there? for that, by the way? I don't know. I just I think it's twenty four dollars. I tapped. <laughs> Whatever, it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's it's but and and those experiences. Tell me, tell me the time that you remember watching a game at home with your parents that was mm. memorable. Okay, that I get the question, but this came up the other day, and it was on this show was what made you a fan of the da 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 And for us, it was watching Hockey Night in Canada. Sure. As my, as a family in the living room at the farm. Okay. So I do remember those. Sure. Games. But I also remember going to the games too. Oh, and, so. and that, and which one has burned more on the brain? You know, I remember going to Northlands Coliseum and we took the train sure. and it was, it was dirty and the smells and you're in the, you know, we're the 300s and you can barely see the ice and they're playing the Colorado Rockies. I mean, it's, it's creating memories, you know, and, and, you know, I put the photo out the other day, I, three generations. Uh, we took my dad and my two sons and we went to the Ryder game. Uh, you know, that, that's a memory. That's something that I'll have. I've watched a ton of football games with my dad and the kids doing, you know, God knows what in the living room, um, you know, and joke around. But I won't ever forget going to that game parking, walking up to the stadium, coming down Elphinstone, you know, the six-year-old's asking a bazillion questions. You go to the thing like, in the in Confederation event? Park. They're giving him, you know, the free football. He's got sunglasses going from a radio station. All that's happening. Um, I'll remember that over the 200 games that we've watched at my house. The From the viewers... Regarding the cut on my face, James <laughs> in Borden, Manitoba says, Rod's a bleeder. Did you use a buck knife to shave? Oh, no. I know, right? This is like the worst I've ever bled from a cut. I'm a bleeder. I had a doctor once that said to me, actually a surgeon, you're very vascular. Do you know what that means? Uh, you bleed a lot. Is that a compliment? I'm like, I'll take that as a compliment. It's not, it's not something that I'm proud of. Jeff in Winnipeg says nothing beats going to a sports event live. And that's a fact, but it's getting expensive enough that it's very hard to go regularly. It's hard to yeah. argue with that. It, from it's from Craig Smith, our director of scouting. Smitty's watching. He says, always loved the bell. And uh, John in Edmonton says, where is Darren DuPont? Darren DuPont is uh, enjoying some well-deserved time off. And he's out enjoying Eastern Canada doing things out there. Um, of all the points here... Canada's game of the week. Here's your schedule, by the way. Let's play Deal or No Deal now in the time that we have. We've got 90 seconds here. Deal or No Deal. Let's start it all over again. Thursday night, game one, Winnipeg at Montreal. BetRegal.ca has the Bombers favored by five in Montreal. Deal or No Deal? No Deal. No Deal. He's not taking the bet. Friday, Calgary at Ottawa in a rematch of the 2018 Grey Cup and 2016 too. Calgary's favored by five and a half at Ottawa. Deal. Saturday doubleheader. Voted Canada's Game of the Week by our viewers. Hamilton at Toronto. Argos favored by two. No deal. 
Why? Oh, Hamilton. Okay. They're due. They L- really do. Little odd, right? And Chris Jones, Edmonton Elks at the BC Lions Saturday night. Lions favored by ten and a half. Are you taking? Yeah, I know. I thought the same. Look at his no face. Deal. No Whopping deal. No deal. line. Um, no deal. In fact, yeah, definitely no deal. I'm, I might just take, just might take the the S on the money line. There is some very enticing Elks, bets. Sorry. There at betregal.ca. We'll come back with viewer takeover right after this. Jim Hopson coming up in hour two, the Hall of Fame president of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and inductee into Mike Ditka's Gridiron Greats Hall of Fame. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. <laughs> and we're back. You like that, everybody? Oh, my God. Do I love that for so the, much. Uh, for those that are listening, you didn't see the bumper of myself and John Lynch ripping around in Big Bird. John Frenzy's doing great. Probably we'll see him later today for all that asked. Great guy. The Don Cherry of football. Yes, I'm bleeding like a stuck pig. Don't judge me. I'm, I'm hoping that it goes away. Uh, by the way, here's your tease to stick around for hour two. Jim Hobson is in the building, the Hall of Fame president of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I'm talking Canadian Football Hall of Fame. But this is what we call viewer takeover. It is brought to you by Taco Time. For the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one half off at Taco Time with over 120 locations across Canada. There's always one near you. Brady from the Bridge City writes in and he says, Hey, Rod, I'll be going to the Saskatchewan Rattlers play-in game tonight at Sastel Center. Should be an entertaining game. This is Canadian Elite Basketball League playoff action. He says the Blue Bombers continue to get better. The chemistry continues to grow. And every play, including Caleros, continues. Every player, including Caleros, continues to develop. The Bombers will win tonight to go to 9-0. and So the, the, the nation's turned on to the CFL. You noticing that? Well, like I said, that last game was, I mean, that was, that was fun. It was fun. It was played at a high level. I, I thought it was coached at an extremely high level as well because when you're coaching against Willie Jefferson, I mean, that's tough. Um, and uh, it just, you know what, and then the runs, I mean, big runs, big throws, big plays, um, just all around. It was an exciting game to watch, and it was kind of a throwback to, to where we used to be maybe 10, 12 years ago when we had, you know, Every team had a quarterback that could get out there and chuck it, it felt like, and, and guys that would go up and get the ball. And, and, you know, we maybe lost a little bit of that in the last couple of years. But it was, uh, it was definitely the standout game of the season so far. Just in the time we have left, and it's about four minutes, you're a TV guy, oh, you understand man. that. I know it just flies It goes very fast. Uh, I talked about your rants and so forth. When you were talking, I felt like saying, <laughs> I don't know how you get that as Andy Fantuz famously said to you one time. <laughs> Do you find it not highly ironic that he's an analyst on Ticats Radio? I find it highly ironic. Uh, no. I given mean, how truculent he was with the media. Yeah, it, it is funny sometimes when you when you do see that. Um, you know, there's some of the guys that uh, maybe weren't as forthcoming uh, with interviews and whatnot. Um, and he was one of them. After, after games or practices. Um, Flip to, as they like to call it, the dark side e- eventually. Um, no, it's not surprising. I mean, Andy Fantuz uh, was, I mean, he was a really good player for a lot of years in this league. And, and the other thing is, 
I never lined up out there. The closest I ever got to lining up against those guys was when you did the uh, celebrity game. Wasn't that great? Oh, my gosh. And I remember I was, I was playing defense, and it was lined up beside Chris McKenzie. And, uh, and uh, Claremont came wheeling around from the other team. And he comes blowing up at me, and he just put his foot in the ground and goes and gets a touchdown. And Kenzie's like, well, you, you know, you got you to gotta call that. I was just trying not to get run over like a Mack truck, like a, like a mosquito on the highway with well, Claremont coming at me. Yes. And it was, you know what, I could sit here and I can rant and say all the things I want about the Riders and Jason Moss and Cody Fajar. Never played the game. Doesn't matter though. That's why I was so confident and comfortable in analyzing hockey because I played right. it, refed it, coached yeah. it. Football, I was never confident in that. And that's why I was never the guy to fair. rip the riders apart. That's a, that never stopped you. Well, no. So I guess that's my point. I mean, Abu came on here the other day and said, Jason Moss isn't the problem. And everybody, he's the offensive coordinator of the riders. And people are ripping him apart that have never played it down. Those are fans. Right. I guess my point is, to end it with you, the Grey Cup will be here November 20th. The game will be played at Mosaic Stadium. Will the Saskatchewan Rough Riders be in it? If the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are in it, they're either playing Calgary or Winnipeg. Let's put it that way. They're, they're going to have to go through the East. Um, I, I firmly believe that. I'm not saying they can't. Um, and I'm not saying they're not a good enough football team. But at almost the halfway point of the season, uh, they, they're looking up in the standings. And, you know, they've had, they've had the loss to BC now. Like, it's a very, very, very challenging road. And nothing indicates that Winnipeg or Calgary or even BC, for that matter, are going to take a massive step backwards. And, and that's what the riders would need to catch them in the standings. Can they be as equally good or at least be on the same field at the end of the season? I think they can if they get healthy and they sort some of their issues out, especially on the offensive line. Uh, but I just don't know... You know, they're back and to, to go to a horse racing analogy as you uh, are, are inclined now. Yes. Um, they're back a few lengths right now. And I'm just not sure they got the down the stretch speed to catch those teams. So can they be in it? Uh, they can, but they're going to have to go through uh, Hamilton and Toronto. Well, whatever it's taken, it seems like the um, it seems like the nation's turned on and they're paying attention to what's going on in the CFL. Mm. We got a lot out of you, Duke. I appreciate it. It was fun. And I got to say before I leave, I'm so proud of you for talking soccer once in a while, horse racing. You have Thank broadened you. your horizons. You. I love See you it. Right after this break, everybody. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, man. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.